HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by TechServe. For more information, visit TechServe.com. To Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Arroway. We're here at Roberta's, the home of Heritage. And uh, I have a guest on today who's doing such an interesting, inspiring, awesome, amazing project that you would only really find in New York. It's like one of those crazy stories. I think so. Yes. Uh, his name is Dan Delaney. If I may, I'm just going to backtrack to my first. Uh, experience with this new project. So Dan has been a longtime blogger. He has a great video blog called, or vlog, called uh, Vendor TV. And um, he's just been all around the food world for a while. And a couple months ago, uh, sent a message saying, hey, I just, you know, uh, drove back from Texas and I have this huge smoker and I have this great idea. And let me tell you about it. And I was trying to wrap my head around it. And I was like, well, Okay, keep me posted. Uh, you know, it's something to do with like some labs, like a workshop series of brisket. I was like, sounds pretty cool. And then, you know, like maybe like a few weeks later, because I had, you know, just kind of put it um, somewhere in the shelf of awesome, crazy ideas um, in the, I don't know, in my head. But um, all of a sudden, it was like in the New York Times. Dan had sold out of pre-registration mm-hmm. in like 48 hours of, of 2,500 pounds of brisket. It, t- tell me exactly what is Brisket Lab. Could right. you? Okay. So I think it all stems from doing the show Vendor TV and traveling the country. And uh, that show is all about street food. And when I was doing so... I really got exposed to a lot of the local food cultures. I think it's always been in my interest to find the roadside hot dog shack or, you know, go up into a, eat at a clam hut or, mm-hmm. or have barbecue down south. And I never wanted to be a chef, but I always really liked the idea of food, uh, food artisans, people that like 
focus on one thing. Maybe mm-hmm. they're a coffee roaster or they're a, you know, um, they are a cheesemonger or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and then I started to look at barbecue and it was this intersection where the, the craft of making barbecue, I think, is much more related to being a butcher or being, you know, something like a, like, like a cheesemonger than it is being a chef. It's much less about innovation and it's much, much more about um, execution and refining a, a craft, a, a specific technique. And that, I, that resonates well with me. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so while I was driving down, you know, and filming the show, I was in New Orleans filming this uh, this video about the festival that Jane and Michael Stern of Road Food put on each year about indigenous food from the United States. And there was a Louis Muller barbecue and they were making their briskets. Um, and that was sort of what they were, you know, offering the festival. And I tried it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember this just really, really specifically because it was just... Um, it was the, it's hard to describe. It was beyond anything I had ever tasted. It Mm. was just like, wow. You know, um, it was just the most tender, uh, fatty, succulent, elastic, kind of like flop and like hang and don't want to fall apart. No, no, no. You couldn't even hold onto it. It melted melted. in your hand. It just disintegrated. It was, it was, it it was nothing. It mm -hmm. just like fell apart it melted like warm butter on your tongue Mm. and it was just otherworldly and so then when we continued our tour it became sort of my like little personal mission to start to eat at more and more barbecue places Mm -hmm. now i I had eaten at a lot of them in my time throughout the country but never did i try something like this this Mm -hmm. was just this was this redefined barbecue for me i it was wow um and it's so cool too because brisket, the cut of from a beef, it's like a poor man's cut. And, Absolutely. You know, it's it just takes and to you know trump the other more delicate cuts just by a lot of technique. Sure, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, I, I I kept doing the show, and at a certain point, I think that this just this thing in the back of my mind kept eating at me, which was like you know. I'm doing this show because I like to talk about food, but I think what I really want to be doing is cooking food. Mm. And at a certain point, I decided, you know, I need to take the plunge and make the switch. And there are so many things about barbecue that resonate well with me. Generally, they're family businesses. They're businesses that are built on tradition. I look at them as, and I've said this before, I, I look at them sort of as like the jazz of food. It's it's our oldest food form in the United States. It's a food form that has been really, really worked on and, and has been mastered over many, many uh, decades. And um, it's, I, I think it, it just, it's riddled with, you know, the sort of lore and legend. And I think it's really sexy. I think it's really, really neat. And there's something very romantic about it, that it's, it's so much about um, iteration and and patience. And the perfect um, date meal, brisket? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends on who you're going on a date with. If we went on a date, Kathy, it would be brisket all the way. <laughs> um, so I, I was just kind of fascinated by it. And I... I wasn't finding there, there are some great barbecue options in New York, but I wasn't finding the style of, of barbecue that I really wanted to be eating. Gotcha. And so I started to make it. I started to just I bought a little crappy smoker and I started to smoke and do my best to like make some food and make it okay. And it got good. It, it started to get better and better. Um, and eventually uh, we started to do these little pop up um, like supper clubs, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it was called BKQ. And so once every month we would have people uh, at my apartment and do a little barbecue supper club 
I really enjoyed that, and people had a good time. And then I decided at a certain point that I just wanted to take the plunge and move forwards and make this really happen. So, yeah, what you said is correct. I, I went down to Texas. Um, I bought a huge smoker. It's, it's uh, 18 feet long, um, and it's about, I guess, five feet wide. It's massive. Uh, off of a buddy of mine that runs a barbecue joint down in Austin. And I rented a budget rental truck, and I loaded the truck up with the wood that they use in Austin, which is a type of oak called post oak. Mm. And I loaded up with wood and I hitched the uh, smoker to the back of it and drove it up here and, and then needed to figure out what to do. And and after kind of thinking about it for a while, uh, we said, well, let's do this thing that we called brisket lab. So this is kind of like a, I don't know what to describe it as. It's sort of like a CSA where you can sign up in advance and get your meat later. But it's also something of um, a way maybe to kickstart your project, you know, by by funding um, your new restaurant, which you want to build and getting an audience in the meantime. Um, But also inviting them into the experimentation of the, the tasting, the recipe testing and so forth by coming to these workshops under the brisket lab. Thing. Yeah, right? it's exactly it. You know, the the problem with barbecue that doesn't exist with many other types of food is that your iteration is super slow. Mm. It takes us eighteen hours to, to smoke, come up with one to, batch. To smoke, yeah. yeah, exactly. And in order for us to really be testing what we're doing, we have to be cooking at least two hundred pounds at once. Oh, right, um, because the, the temperature quantity, is totally yeah. different when we have less brisket in the smoker. Oh, so it's one of those things where it's like, how do, how do you? really refine what you you're eat doing, it all yourself right no <laughs> heart attack how, how do you really refine something right so right. so the idea was well we want to figure out a way to write as i said beta on what we're doing how do we how do we test and debug and iterate and refine how do we do so with a closed group of people of people that want to be a part of a developmental process mm-hmm. and give us feedback um and, you know, how do we also guarantee that we we can have people that are going to come to the events and that we won't just create a bunch of brisket that doesn't work? So what we decided to do was uh, create this thing called Brisket Lab. And the idea, as you said, is that we would put a certain quantity of brisket up available. We built this, like, little website where you can uh, order your brisket. It has, like, a calculator on it where you can say, I want to go to three events with four friends. Mm-hmm. And it suggests how much brisket to order by the pound. And these are sort of like supper club events? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And so people didn't know of any of the dates before they rsvp They just kind of went into this uh, because they liked the concept. And they didn't try the meat And they didn't either. try the meat either, right? <laughs> Which is what, I, I mean, it's 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 really, uh, we're really lucky that it worked out. It could have been a total flop. So, um, yeah, so people bought meat. The average was two and a half pounds that people purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, we Why sold not? it for $25 a pound. And uh, there were some people that bought upwards of 30 pounds. I mean, it, it, it was crazy. Um, who are these people? They're not all your mom and relatives. And that's, that's the interesting thing. Yeah, who it was less than maybe 3 or 4% of the people that purchased that were connected in any way to me previously, to like Vendor TV or any of mm-hmm. my other little projects. So, yeah, so these, these were new people. And... Um, and so, yeah, they they basically, t- I mean, they took a risk, and I appreciate that. They bought into this project. Uh, we sold 2,500 pounds of barbecue in 48 hours. What happened first is that we, we first opened up a coming soon page, which is maybe what you saw. And the idea was that if you were interested, you could drop in your email, and then when we were ready to open up registrations, boom, you could yeah. sign up. 
And I was expecting maybe 300 people to sign up. And we had 4,300 people sign up. And how did the word get around just just by... Well, it's a combination of, I think, two things. The first is the platform that we used from from strictly a technical perspective. We use this platform called Launch Rock. And anybody that's starting any project, I can't encourage enough to check it out. And it's it's a coming soon platform, simply. So we said, well, this is coming soon. And But what's so cool about it is that you um, you can create an incentive and, and you can track uh, your performance. So basically we said the person who shares this with the most of their friends gets a whole free brisket to themselves. Oh, I see. And then they can tweet and Facebook and stumble and all that such. And, uh, and, and basically we can keep track of who promoted it the most. Mm-hmm. So uh, that started to happen. People were sharing it. And then some of the larger blogs and and electronic publications found it and they started to do stories so eater did a story grub street inside hook Mm -hmm. um you know thrillist publications like that and that again sort of perpetuated and and it started to really kind of uh take off and so then we needed to figure out how to convert and get people to actually purchase and and, you know again it's one thing for people to say all right here's an email address but we had no clue who would take out their credit card and actually want to buy mm-hmm. brisket that yeah. is unknown at an unknown date and time etc um so w- my buddy who works at tumblr helped me build a website where you know as i said people could figure out what they wanted place an order and it also had this nice countdown down at the top which is like we have 2500 pounds left and as people place orders that starts oh, yeah. diminishing yeah that's exciting i guess you you want to snag that before it right the right it, over. It, it, i think yeah. it created a sense of urgency i love this it's like okay launch rock tumblr beta restaurants it's right. totally reinventing what how a restaurant works and everything i mean i, I think it's i mean i think it's it's unique I, I don't know i mean i don't i would love to see other people use the model it, it worked well for us um so yeah we sold the 2500 pounds in 48 hours mm-hmm. so it was sold out um and then actually i don't think i told you this but there were 800 people that tried to put in their credit cards but couldn't before it sold out um so <laughs> A few weeks later, we let we did another seven hundred pounds. Okay, um, so. so it's a total of thirty two hundred that we sold. Jesus, right? So, are you going to have a, at this workshop? Let them like kind of uh, uh, judge or just chime in on what they like. Totally, yeah, totally. I mean, we're we're what they not don't like what, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and we totally appreciate. I, I think that we have a good sense for what we want to hit. You mm-hmm. know what what we're looking for, um, but it, it's also super important. I think for feedback yeah. to come to us um we're not we're not doing really much in terms of changing the recipe there is no real recipe it's salt and pepper mm-hmm. and meat <laughs> and, and time smoke and time and that's it uh and you know everything that we do to alter the product has much more to do with um cooking temperatures cooking techniques yeah. uh, exposure to heat and, and things like that so it's, it's much more process driven than it is recipe driven yeah and so now we're at the point where we're about to start to do these events we built a an rsvp system so people could log in with their uh email addresses and, and they claim their seats at whatever exactly and those like. events are all filled up i think that we po- posted maybe 26 of them so far mm. and i think that there are three open currently um they filled up very quickly well, it's gonna um, be a crazy summer for you then it It'll is be fun 30 30 pop-up events and then I, my goal is that by the end of it, we're going to create some pretty yeah. kick-ass barbecue. Oh, my gosh. 
This is so exciting. Um, I know you picked a song, so maybe we'll just cut over to this little musical interlude and be right back with Dan Delaney of Brisket Lab talking all things brisket. You got cooking, well, how's about cooking something up with me? Hey, sweet baby, well, don't you think maybe we can find us a brand new recipe? I got a hot rod for and a two-dollar bill, and I know a spot right over the hill. The soda pop and the dancing spree, you wanna have fun coming on with me now? Hey, good looking, well, why? You got cooking How's about cooking something up with me Keep it till it's covered with age Writing your name down on every page Hey, good looking well What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Man, I need a new computer I guess I'm going to have to go to the Apple Store What? Don't go to the Apple Store Go to TechServe What's TechServe? I thought Apple Store was the only choice No, you're crazy. TechServe is so much better than the Apple Store. They're New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. Plus, the store is really cool. You gotta go check it out. They're located at 119 West 23rd Street. Well, that settles it. I'm I'm headed to TechServe. TechServe is a proud sponsor of HeritageRadioNetwork.org. For more information, visit TechServe.com. That's T-E-K-S-E-R-V-E dot com. All right, we're back on Let's Eat In today with Dan Delaney of Brisket Lab mm-hmm. and also Delaney Barbecue, I believe. Right. Well, I, that'll be like site. the parent company, right? And okay. This is our little lab. Parent, D- just, so. just check it out, brisketlab.com. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, so we were just explaining the whole concept um, and getting back a little bit more because I know that you decided to jump sides um, into the kitchen. Yes. And have you been cooking like your whole life or just... Like, what, I, I, where did it, that start? It was when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was dating this girl who, uh, she ate, a, I, I didn't, I, I don't think I grew up eating like, um, I ate very well, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that I ate, uh, like a, like a very exotic range of foods. And then I was dating somebody and she wanted to eat things like, like Lebanese food. And I had never consumed that at all. So I was really terrified. I think, and where'd you grow up? I grew up right outside of New York City, uh, in New Jersey, right over the bridge. Where? Uh, in Bergen County. Ah, Essex County. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I've been around here most of my life, except for I went to school in Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so 
she got me more into food. And then, but once it, once it happened, it was insatiable, right? And mm-hmm. so started cooking more and then hosting, uh, you know, always having like parties where we're doing some sort of supper club or something in Philadelphia while I was living there and then carried that over to uh, Brooklyn when I moved up here. Uh, and so it's been it's been pretty consistent cooking since then. Um, and then in addition to Vendor TV, I did another show for one year where I made a different video every day of the year for a year. And each one was about a food that was that's basically unknown, right? So strange ingredients, ingredients that I didn't know about, like rambutan or cherimoya or whatever, just like oh, obscure things. It was called WTF, what's this food? <laughs> and so that gave me this like, this. it was like a dunk in the cold pool, right? Like I had to learn so much about ingredients that I had never touched or um, had Heard any of, exposure yeah. to, right? Yeah. Oh, so I think fun. that, and then doing the supper clubs and I've been doing some catering with barbecue stuff for a while, even before getting the smoker. Right, so right. yeah. So you're self-taught. Self-taught. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I was just thinking, because your, your last name is Delaney, you're Irish, correct? Yes. Corned beef, that's brisket. That is brisket. It's it's a little bit of a different technique, for yeah. sure. Boiling it to death. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I think that the Germans down in, in Texas uh, and the Czech uh, immigrants did a better job with brisket than, than, uh, than corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, smoked, when, when you really get smoked brisket, it's pretty, if it's done well, it's mind-blowing. It's mm-hmm. really uh, other level. And we, we decided to pick brisket for this because I think that for all intents and purposes, it is by far the hardest of the proteins to cook. Oh, I see. Right? Cause Cause it's so big. and yeah, It's so big, but structurally, it's a very uneven piece of meat. You have basically two connected muscles. One is called the flat and uh, one is called the point. And the flat is a very, very lean uh, amount of, of sort of um, muscle that runs along the whole bottom of the brisket and there's almost no fat in it hmm. and on the other side and it gets very thin it, it tapers down to maybe uh, a half an inch thick right so it's super thin on the other side you have the point which is another muscle that sits on top of the flat and that is all like loaded with fat and collagen and 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 it's super uh unctuous and rich and 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 uh the the trick is being able to render out the fat from this like massive mondo uh point mm-hmm. without drying out the flat and turning it into yeah. just you know uh beef jerky right? Right, right so that's that's the trick and that's kind of why it's i mean it's very easy to smoke pork shoulder like to make pulled pork yeah, or yeah. ribs are very very forgiving they're all super forgiving but the brisket is like a, it's it's such an intimidating <laughs> piece of meat and i think that it's like if we can do that then you know we can we can tackle the world. You can, then you can maybe move on to the the pork shoulder or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So have you been eating brisket every day for the last year or so? <laughs> I've been eating a lot. I mean, lot. it's like it. You're not sick of it yet. I, I am. I actually I am sick of it. <laughs> but and and it's one. Of, it's funny. It's like because I mean. Honestly, I, brisket is not the thing that I would want to eat for the rest of my life. It would be a hamburger. But um, but the thing is, it's there producing it and and sharing with somebody and seeing it when it's really done well and they get that bite that first bite and it's just like fat just like drips around their mouth and coats and it just it's like (laughs) the i mean i I fed it to some people that were visiting from poland the other day and they were just like what i've never tasted anything like that right and for me i mean trying it the first time and and trying it the first time at that level i i had never had mm-hmm. anything like it and it was a game and changer it was yeah. a game changer and i would bet 
that a lot of people that have had barbecue have have actually never had. I mean, it's so I, it's so rare to see to see brisket really sing um, that I would gander that a lot of people that have had it. Um, haven't had like truly spectacular brisket. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it supposed to be a little bit reddish in the middle too? Well, you get quite wh- quite a bit. No, I mean everybody has their own technique, oh. right? And so yeah. um, meat tends to get a little bit of red when you start to develop Dry this rub. thing called the smoke ring, oh. um, and that's when the the smoke sort of permeates the meat, and there's a chemical reaction. And so sometimes right. when you cut into a piece of meat, whether it's pork or or uh, brisket or whatever, you'll see like a sort of a pinkish ring around the exterior. Mm. Um, and for a long time, people thought that that was a sign of technique. Uh, and in like ju- barbecue competitions, uh, they would look for that and give you points to it. And I think that it's being phased out because there are so many other ways to cook that uh, doesn't uh, net that, but still creates a better product that I don't think people are really okay. paying attention to it much anymore. I like that pearly sheen you'd see too in like the layers. Yeah, it's it's, it's silky. You, when you when you render out a piece of brisket and you like hold it up just, like the fatty side and give it a little squeeze, like okay. fat drips out of it. It's <laughs> it's a it's a pretty I'm overwhelming hungry. thing. All right, yeah. so. Uh, okay, so what? Now that might answer the question, but and you kind of answered this, but I have to ask everyone: um, the ultimate date meal, in your opinion? The ultimate the date best, meal, the best food. Well, for me, I don't, I don't think that. For me, I think food is is as important as the experience is, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy, first of all, very humble settings um and and also humble meals I, i'm not so into fine dining um yeah. and i think that's not why all I, the fuss of like the service and all that yeah, stuff yeah yeah i mean i think that food is ultimately like a very i mean i don't know who said food is the most primitive form of comfort maybe it was julie child i don't know but i mean i i believe that i believe that food should be warm and and bread should be ripped and and meals should be shared and so um I think that if I'm going to take someone out on a date, it's going to be for something that's very, uh, very warming. And, um, and I like the idea of going for barbecue because mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to have like fat and, and such all over your face, like, I mean, it ultimately throws away any, any like, uh, I mean, there's, the, there's no way that you're going to regain any sort of composure if you're, you're in your primitive that's element. It. You're just, yeah. it's, it's, um, <clears throat> It's just me. I also really like going out for experiential things, like going on uh, taco crawls, like mm-hmm. so you know, up in in Queens, or maybe going Bay to Ridge find the best some... dumplings in, yeah. in Jackson Heights or something like that. That's that's more my style. You'd probably be good at showing them around. I have a feeling you yeah. might know a few places, a few places. around yeah, yeah. <laughs> the city yeah, to do that. Fun. Yeah. So so when is uh, after this summer's over, Brisket Lab next? Mm-hmm. So you're honing the recipes. Yes. You go, you're going to open a a permanent fixture of a restaurant sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're trying to do everything that we can to just, you know, take, I mean, brisket lab is supposed to be, it's beta, you know, we're developing and I, I don't, I'm really hesitant to rush into anything. Uh, we're going to take everything one step at a time, and uh, that also means how we grow the business. So I think that what just we're... Just like a slab of brisket. just takes time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, low <laughs> and slow. Um, we're looking at doing a little sort of pop-up kind of shop um, sometime after Brisket Lab is over. Actually, we're starting to try and move forwards on that now, so when the Brisket Lab events are over in September, that we can have something pretty much ready for the next step. Um, and again, that'll probably be as simple as we we just do brisket, um, and we serve it just as they serve it down in Texas. Yeah, so just is, on slabs of like butcher paper on a tray. Yep. 
white what bread. What else? White bread, okay. White bread, pickles and onions, no sauce. Potato salad, no sauce. No sauce. Pickles. That's a hard thing for people up north. The, the whole idea of no sauce. I know. Everyone I loves that. the sauce, but yeah, no sauce. It, the, there's a the philosophy, I think, or a mantra among people that are like down in Texas, which is that like we don't have to use sauce we have nothing to hide <laughs> and I think that I mean when when you, you get it right and it's it's super moist and you, you don't need it the pickles mm. the onions and the bread they do the trick okay so once you've mastered brisket can you do me a favor yes and try to master uh, Chinese roast pork chasho oh wow why? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what that would be like if we if we make the like super sweet barbecue sauce, but then like throw it in the smoker. Because that's at the same. same time. It's no sauce. You just slice it. It's tender. It's all yeah. you know cooked in there, smoky. Now, do you ever make that? I can't. Why? I don't know how. I think that it's isn't it isn't it braised? Like you, I think that they either do it with pork it's loin or, or belly. Slow roasted forever. I don't think it's belly. And it's loin. I don't know. I think we could do it with belly. It'd be fattier. Okay, we could try that. Yeah. Let's let's try this. Maybe like we do like a chasho, like a porchetta. Yeah, Roll exactly. It up and cover it yes. in the sauce. Okay. And then we'll do a nice little crunchy slaw with uh, scallions and stuff. And yeah. okay, that's the other thing. I really like. I, I'm the one thing that we're not sticking to with tradition in terms of tradition is like the sides. Okay, I think that part of the reason that people only eat barbecue like once a month is because it becomes so heavy and it, it, I don't think it needs to be so I think that we're looking much more at like much lighter sides acidic sides things that are things that are not completely like gut busting and yeah. covered in mayo and, and whatnot. so it's just oh, cool. much much brighter uh, fresher sides I think that sounds like good. a wise idea yeah. and the perfect compliment right well I wish I could um, check out one of these unfortunately you know you, you can't go if you haven't signed up at this point. At this point, that's I'm correct. Sorry to say, but definitely check out their progress and what happens with Brisket Lab. Um, I'm sure you'll hear more about it too from from all the folks who are attending. If you want, we can make let's say a pound of of brisket available to your to the listeners of your show if you want to figure out how to give it away. Let's let's think about that. Um, thank you very much. Totally. Okay, let's see what we can do with that. I'll have to think about it. I'm cool. not sure how. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, Dan Delaney. Thank you. Um, it's great having you on the show. Thanks, everyone at Heritage, Joe and Jack. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.